0: Have you ever studied Dr. David Hawkins or any of his work?
1: Um, I'm not too familiar on the names, but maybe. I study a lot of stuff. Oh,
0: I got you. So he he, uh, has the uh, levels of consciousness, and he has the emotional frequency scale that he does. And what you're talking about there reminds me so much of that, because that is basically about perspective perception, and that he basically kinesiology muscle tested all the different perceptions into emotions, and that your emotion basically controls your reality. To a, to a certain extent, how do you feel like if you were in like a lower level of consciousness, what are some things that you would do or that you you feel like really helped you to get into a place where you, know, you are now or a higher level? Maybe not always, of course, but you know.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I like to sit in it. I like hmm. to sit in whatever I'm going through and not react to it. Cause I know like when it's like, for example, let's say, okay, real world example, it happened like last week. I was talking to this dude and uh, religious dude. And like, out of nowhere, I haven't even said anything. He's been talking for like 30 minutes. He just out of nowhere is like, oh, you on a lower level or something. And I'm just like, huh? Okay. So just the fact that he just judged me out of nowhere, just had my mind boggled. Like, how could someone really do that? Even though I faced that before, but I just sat there and I'm just like, hmm, I could feel all the rage, all the emotions that it made me feel. And I would just sit there and and I sit there and just analyze it, analyze it, because before that happened, that's not who I am. That's not the that that's not my original state. That's not my happy state. So I already know who I am before it and who I will be after it. So I'd like to sit in there and really feel what that feels like. Because if I can sit there and feel it very intentionally and very slowly, then it starts to go away. Then I can let it go. And then it doesn't come back as that rage anymore because I sat in it. I experienced it.
0: Mm, so you're you're about allowing the feeling that's coming up to kind of just sit within you. And uh-huh. that as it sits, it subsides.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it subsides after a while. I still do um like mental techniques like. When I'll have that thought, I'll rational rationalize it out, but I don't like to rationalize it out in terms of ego. So like, I don't sit there and say, oh, I'm better than him because he said that this is, the, he said that I'm Lord to him. I don't have to go and try to upstage him. I just sit there and say, hmm, it's not me. I know who I am and I know what I study. I know what I'm truly in tune with. And that's where we'll stay because once I get like, I call it lost in the sauce of those emotions, then it's like, oh, well, let me go and prove this. Let me go and show this. And it's like, nah, it ain't about that. It's about remaining and knowing who you are and being in tune with yourself the whole time while you're feeling those emotions.
0: Mm. So you said, I know who I am. So then the question is, is who are you? Who am I? Yeah. When you say exactly. that what what is that what is the sensation or what is the thought that comes with that process oh, as who, so who who are you
1: Who who I am I am just someone who who's here to live authentically I love I love myself I love people and I love life and I'm here to learn I'm here to align myself with nature and as far as I've been doing that for so long, and some people's judgments they can kind of make you think that you're not in alignment with that, but that's who I am. I'm like one with nature, and that is my goal, and that is my purpose
0: mm. that's powerful so you you basically have these you've solidified you really know who you are, so then when things come up, it's not really it doesn't bother you as much, you know because when you have uh, guilt and judgment that level come up. You kind of see through it. You kind of see through it. And so I'm kind of curious, what was your response when, that, when the guy said that he's better? Did you have a response or like just how would somebody respond in that moment kind of uh, appropriately?
1: So actually, I just sat there and I listened to him. I just let him listen, talk, because if I was to say something, then it would start to tailor what he truly thinks. So if I just sit there and let him speak, I can hear everything, and then he don't have to tailor what he's saying. So now I can know exactly how he feels.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So when you think about the mind-body kind of soul connection, what is your dis- I mean, There's actually a discrepancy between a lot of uh, spiritual teachings between what what is the mind, what is the body, what is the soul? Because I think a lot of times you'll have people have the, the mind and the soul are kind of described differently. So what would you say your description is of, uh, what the body actually is, what the mind actually is and what the soul actually is.
1: All right. So the body is our physical body, the controller that allows us to play in this physical reality. Our mind is simply how we process those life events. So the controller that we use and the experiences that we have, our mind has to process that, that we either process that either good or we process that in a bad way. And if we process that in a bad way, now it's for us to take our physical body, go and either grab some knowledge or go have more experiences. And then we have to go back and reprocess those events so we can take out the good in those. That's the mind. And the soul is simply our authentic self—the part of us that never dies, the part of us that is never born, the part of us that will always exist. Now, where I think it's interconnected is like I feel like we will always possess a body, and we will always possess a mind,
0: <clears throat> mm, even, even after, after death?
1: death. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna keep reincarnating, reincarnating, reincarnating. Because, like, even through like some of the uh, teachings talks about bringing heaven here on earth and in order to bring heaven here on earth that means that we have to have a physical body and then the simple fact that we sort of just keep i'm gonna say we keep but we do just keep waking up here we don't remember birth being born we don't remember dying so something just point something just tells me, or just points me in the direction that we will always have a physical body to possess.
0: Mm. Do you, When you say always, do you mean like forever?
1: Uh, wait, would,
0: what do I mean by that? I mean like, when you say you'll always have a physical, that's what you just say. Are you saying like, reincarnation never stops? Or is there an ending? Or what do you think? So,
1: I don't... So I think you can get to a state where you don't have to reincarnate anymore, but I think Earth will always be a realm that's here for us to come here and experience.
0: Mm. Interesting. So for infinity, you don't think it, that the, the universe will ever just kind of the Earth will be destroyed? Or you don't think the Earth will uh, you know, just change? You think it'll always be here?
1: I I definitely think it will change, but I I forever will think that there will be a physical reality to experience.
0: Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So then what do you think the point of all this is?
1: To realize that we're God collectively, like as above, so below as within, so without. So when I I study as above, so below, that means that everything works the same on a higher level and on a higher level and on a higher level. So if we are God individually, like individual expression of God, and then if me and you come together, we are God in a higher state. So then if the whole world come together, then we are in unison and one being as a God. And I Mm -hmm. feel like the whole point of this is to realize that again so we can all live a very happy and enjoyable life for all life force.
0: All right, so what do you think the first step is to get in there?
1: Loving yourself. Everybody have to tune into themselves and really go deep within themselves spiritually and awaken their spiritual nature and their authentic self and then share that feeling of love within themselves, and have that love and compassion for everybody else, and then each one share one. So then let's say I found myself loved, and I have love for you, then I shared, shared that with you, and then you shared that with other people, and then over a time, over a long period of time, because we in this for a while, <laughs> <laughs> everybody will start to get this state of all, this authentic spiritual experience, where everybody's allowed to be free and express themselves.
0: So how much longer do you think we got then? Oh man, I I,
1: I can't, (laughs) I can't put an answer to that
0: one. I mean, I don't, there's no way to know, of course, but. Long time, many, many, many,
1: many many lifetimes from here. Okay. I think that not one person is truly free until we're all truly free.
0: Hmm. I've had some people come on and say that it's going to happen within this lifetime. So it's interesting to hear the different perspectives because like a lot of people will say, Oh, it's the end of the cycles. It's the end of the calendar and the mind calendar. And they were entering the age of Aquarius. So that means that it's going to happen like immediately. And that's what's playing out in the world. But what do you think about uh, the the state of the world? And a lot of people are anxious in fear about where it's headed. You know, it seems like if you look at the negativity that it's overwhelming. So what are your thoughts on that? Or maybe how you'd even transcend ge- that state of fear or anxiety about what's happening physically.
1: See, the crazy thing is, is like, if we look at the news and everything the it looks like the world is completely fucked right now, but individually in my own personal life, the more I'm aligning with nature, my manifestations, everything is still coming through. So like I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay. My life is improving, it's becoming good. Even like when COVID happened, like the world went into panic and everything went down. Honestly, it was one of the greatest things that could have happened for me, like in all areas of my life. So, like, I see the world going in this direction, but I think collectively, as we keep thinking it's going in in that direction, we're sort of pushing it in that direction.
0: Hmm. yeah there was this uh have you ever seen the movie tomorrowland
1: tomorrowland is that did they have a coin and then they like she was like in like a different reality for a yeah. second okay yeah
0: yeah so like that what you're saying is exactly what someone said to me on a live the other night i was on tiktok live and i just got on there randomly and somebody was like the world's gonna end and i'm like it ends because you think it's going to end or you, that's what that's only one perspective, I guess would be a better way to put that. And I think that the the more of us that believe that it will end w- could have an effect on actually what happens, because I think collectively we're all just kind of contributing to what happens. And so I told that person, I'm like, if you want to understand what I mean, go watch the movie Tomorrowland, because in the movie Tomorrowland a little spoilers here a little bit, not really heavy spoilers, but the main plot of the movie is that when everyone thinks the world's gonna end, it actually is going to end. But when one person doesn't think the world's gonna end, it like flickers into like a heaven instead of like a hell. And, And then the more people that believe that it's not going to end, it changes literally the future. And I thought that was such an interesting concept because it's almost like we are all kind of creating this because, you know what human i said this on an instagram video the other day what we believe dictates, and how we act with that belief dictates our perception as we've been talking about perspective really dictates what society looks like you know yeah
1: yeah absolutely that's why it's like if everybody was literally everybody was collectively on that same page of the world was gonna end, everybody had to be on that page. Then at that moment, the world does end. But like you said, if there's one person that believes something different, all right, now the world can slightly go on, even though it's gonna be majority bad, can slightly go on because that one person has that faith of the goodness within the world.
0: Exactly, yeah, and then I think a a lot of people even in the spiritual community will get caught up in the doom, the doomer kind of l- mentality. And I kind of think that's something that is not necessarily, it doesn't come from, it comes from people that have certain, certain reasons why they're telling you that, whether they want you to buy their food storage or something like that. You know what I mean? That it's like, it's, you got to really understand like when you there's like you were saying you look at the certain sources of course it looks bad but then you look at other sources there's out here people doing festivals and uh you know there was just that uh festival in california and there's there's places all over the world you know and especially in many different cultures that we don't even think about where they are just in gratitude and they are just you know living off of the land and they're living in this way that's harmonious with nature and i'm curious if our society is kind of headed that way you know, are we headed to kind of this revival of living more in alignment with nature which i think definitely wouldn't harm anything definitely you know, wouldn't you know
1: i honestly think we're being forced that way if you look at the food industry all the food is horrible and once you start to really look into it all the added stuff they put in there is horrible for you. If you look at healthcare, healthcare is crazy expensive here in America. So like you don't you don't really even have the funds to even go to the doctors. And if you do, you already are second guessing like, okay, can I afford health insurance or do I need to go there? Is it worth it? Yeah exactly. So I think collectively the way that I would say capitalism is like pushing the knobs right now it has people looking for alternatives
0: yeah I feel like that in everything that's why I feel like the whole world is being pushed into an awakening because you realize this this can't be it right right no this isn't what like potential of humanity is there's no way that this can be the pinnacle of humanity and then enough people are like this is ridiculous like Well, even here in Arizona, it's like gas right now is almost six bucks a gallon. People, Finally, if it takes the gas going up for people to wake up, shit, raise it up. (laughs) Let's keep going. (laughs) You know, it's crazy, but it it works. It works. Uh
1: I don't know. It was was funny that you brought it up and you said this can't be it. I actually had my first moment. It was maybe three days after I graduated high school, I worked in this uh, this company called Cuppack. And they had, you stand in this spot and you had to look at cups to see if they had like what they call foreign material in there. So if the cups got messed up. I sat there and I did that for 10 hours. The next day they had me come back and I was washing machines for 13 hours. I went home and I literally cried. I went to my mom, I'm like, yo, is this life? Like, it can't be like, I, like, help me. Like I got to be here until I'm 70 doing this type of stuff. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot grasp it. I literally cried for like two, three days straight, never went back. But like, that was like that first moment I was like, this can't be life. I got to figure something
0: out. 100%. Yeah. I had the same thing. I, I, my first job was at McDonald's when I was 16 in my hometown. I lived in a really small town. I it was it was country and there was like not that many places to work. There was a McDonald's and uh, my brother had worked there. So I kind of got in easy, but absolutely hated it. <laughs> so I was like, no shot, I'm going to do this. And I quit, I quit and uh, very quickly did. And, you know, I went on to do jobs. Like I worked at an Amish restaurant that my aunt was a manager at in Indiana and i dishwashed, and i'm like oh there's can't this again there's got to be more Then specifically kept getting led into more things and then i went the whole college route i went did kinesiology and um i did a physical therapy internship and i'm just like no this can't be it either this this because i feel like i have more potential within me and i think that that You know, there's a lot of things coming out nowadays. I usually comment on these type of things, but I, I think it's kind of important. There's a lot of people saying that the younger generation is lazy because they don't want to work as much. But I think a lot of that, that the older generation does not understand a lot of the times, not everybody, but certain people that are with the mentality of, oh, they're just lazy. It's like, maybe they're just realize how ridiculous it is that you're telling them they need to do this for the rest of their life. Maybe they don't want to work the type of jobs out there that are very, uh, very simple. Like the job you had, where it's just, you're doing the same thing all day, every day. We're not meant to be robots and you know, we have creativity. We have this intuition. We have this connection to the spiritual nature of reality. And, and when you have jobs like way back in the day, let's say you were back in like a tribe in tribal scenarios, you might have to do jobs like that, but there was a connection there was also a connection to the spiritual nature of things that you would have within your culture. You know, it it was something that was promoted. So you would feel like, Hey, I'm working for the greater good, but now you just kind of feel like you're a bot just doing things just to earn enough to, to pay, to survive, you know?
1: Uh huh. Absolutely. And I could not, I could never shake the feeling that I wasn't, I was never specifically motivated by money. So all these jobs that I would have, is like I'm not motivated by this. I don't see how I can even come here. And like not and being so, so disconnected from who I am. Like I've always been like uh, very expressive and like creative and all this. And like these jobs would literally make me feel like I I was nothing, like I was nobody, like I I wasn't even a person. Like you said, I was feeling exactly like a robot. It's funny like you say that, but that's a hundred percent how I felt. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's like, you just literally just put the thing there. It's like kind of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, just putting things up, put them down, put things up, put them down. And you know, I actually had this analogy I thought of many years ago with thoughts. That, uh, you know, when I think about robots and I think about conveyor belts, a lot of the times, I don't know why that connection comes up. And then I think when I started to spiritually awaken, one of the bigger realizations that kind of stuck with me was that my mind is kind of like a conveyor belt. And as I continue to go through life, my mind is serving up thoughts on a conveyor belt and it just doesn't end. And now you can get to lower brainwave states and you can transcend those thoughts but for the normal kind of daily person they're just having thoughts be served up from this conveyor but they don't understand why the thoughts are coming up and a lot of people think that the thoughts are them like i did i thought well you know maybe my mind has some truth to it but i think one of the bigger realizations was that i don't actually have to agree with the thoughts that are coming up that there's a way to to just like say you know what these might be these thoughts it's fine but it's just one part of reality that there's actually this whole reality that exists beyond what my mind even interprets, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's, it's similar to that. It's like even when I have thoughts about certain situations, I always think that every everything that I'm thinking about has a full circle degrees of thoughts. Which means I'm just in a certain, I'm on, on one speck of that whole circle. So there's many different ways to think about this thing that I'm thinking about.
0: It's like the same thing. Yeah. And there's these, a bunch of different perspectives and it's almost like when we want to change or transform, be happier, let's just say, or, or uh, empower ourselves. A lot of it is just to me very much recently in my life too. I've had situations where, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen, and it felt like things were negative, and they, they, these things still come up in my life. And and uh, I'm revealed these perceptions that I have deep within. And one of the most helpful things that I've kind of learned along this process is that I can take a perception before there's any five-century experience evidence of that perception being true, such as—let's Let's go back a little bit for me— both of my parents, at some point, uh, I, you know, trust was very difficult with them. There are times where I felt betrayed by both of them. And so for me, learning to trust that people are trustworthy without evidence of it, um, just knowing within that people, there are trustworthy people out there. Of course, there are going to be some that aren't, but that doesn't mean everyone is untrustworthy, which is what my mind was trying to tell me. So then without any evidence of that being the case, I chose that perspective because I knew it was the higher truth. And as I chose that perspective, then reality started to bring those people into kind of as a physical representation of the belief that I had solidified before anything happened to say that that is the truth. And I think that's that little intricacy is one of the hardest things to do. But if you can master that, it's yeah. like, you, you got it, you know?
1: That's, that's really cool. That's really cool. That's like, yeah, I totally rock with that because it's like, um, I take the same principle. I look at every situation and sometimes it gets really hard, but I keep telling myself that if I'm experiencing something that I see or feel is negative, it is not negative. It is something that is working out in my favor. I am just, I just, with my current perception right now, I just cannot realize how it is working in my favor. It may be working in my favor 10 years from now, five years from now, and I just can't see it. And I and, and now I like to base those principles that I come up with, with past experiences. Like there's been jobs that I got fired from, things that happened that... I remember being, being being very present in that moment, how much that shit sucked and how bad I felt and how I thought like this was gonna be the absolute end. But then realizing how that same exact situation that happened was the most necessary thing that has had to happen. Right. Even, even um, I'm gonna give one a little story time. This place that I'm in right now, the building that we got. So it used to be a tattoo shop. And me and my wife was renting out this exact room, like in the back of the tattoo shop, because she makes candles. And she was running her candle business here. And I was building the eye of overview in this building. We was going to sign a contract. And the tattoo owner was, the tattoo shop owner was a little shady and like, weird. And like, he had some very, very uh, bad trust issues and didn't trust anybody. So we tried to ask him to sign a contract. He blew up like na-na-na, whoop-de-whoop. And I'm like, you know what? I looked at her. I said, yo, maybe this is working out in our favor. I said, we're going to leave. We're not going to make no commotion. He don't even know we're leaving yet. I'm going to let him know and I'm going to handle everything. And I was like, our place because at that moment we was thinking about upgrading so we was going to rent out two rooms at the tattoo shop but that's when everything went downhill and I'm like we're going to find our place everything is going to be uh everything gonna work out so we end up leaving that place I have a bus so we started moving everything back into the bus and trapping outside of, in the bus so We started looking for places here in Beloit because we didn't wanna go anywhere else. I don't wanna go to the next city over or the next city that's north. It's something about this place that I need to be in. So um, we've been looking for places, either they wanted too much or either the place was too big, but we did find this one place. The rent was super cheap, the rooms were perfect. We met the people, they said everything was good the next day they call us back they're like oh we can't rent to you guys because it's against our religion so we're like damn that's a bummer because this was the perfect place but then again told the same thing i'll say maybe this is working out for a reason so now we felt like we got knocked back down we're back at square one and we're looking for places again and another couple months go past and something goes on with the tattoo shop owner and the people that he was renting from long story short he ended up saying i'm leaving and then they call us to be back in this same place that we left and better location is right on the main street and the old place that we was going to rent at first that was taken away that the religious people said is against their religion. It was in this hidden space. And like, now we can see how everything was aligning just for this moment to happen for us to be back in this place. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's incredible.
1: Right. Oh, so let me, let me, let me get a little bit more. Um, Now this, this is the crazy part. So you know how gas be going up and everything, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And um, are, do, do, are, you, are you, you familiar with angel numbers and everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have this, I have my angel numbers. Like one of my angel numbers is 22, which means that every time I see it, I'm on the right path. Whenever I have thoughts that's aligned with it, I can be driving. I'm on the 22 block. It's like wherever I'm at. So with my wife, hers is 44. Literally, the day that they called us and we signed the papers for this place, every gas station around the city was 444 everywhere. Wow. And the place that we have right now is on the 22 block.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I was going to say, it probably couldn't be the other way around. 222 <laughs> for gas. Could you imagine? The glory days. <laughs> but that's incredible. Wow. So it ended up working out. So what were like some keys for you when you were in that time frame where you didn't know? Was there anything in particular that you did, or was it you just continually reframed it?
1: Yeah, it's well, it more so reframing it for my wife because. I truly felt like everything is gonna work out. Like for the, like since COVID really hit, some of the most mystical things have happened in order for us to be here right now. And it's getting to the point where if you have so many of these experiences, they just sort of become part of who you are and your nature and and I can rely on the unknown to show up. Like I have this quote, and it's not really a quote, but in the unknown is where miracles and marvels happen. So as long as I don't know what the hell is going to happen, I know something good is going to come out of it. As long as I'm in the cause and being in the cause of the desires that I want.
0: So you're just letting go?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I just completely say, man, that's, that's one of the hardest things I've found to do. But when you do it, it pays off. It's like that. that's almost, I think it's one of the points of the game is to not know and to be okay with not knowing, but still deciding, you know what? I can still steer the ship into what I want. I can still create, but I don't have to know the whole story.
1: You know? <laughs> uh, can I go into another story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, when I was building the i Overview, like getting the business license and everything, so... um I had a debt from like like a, a bank account that closed out from like 2018. I completely forgot about it, didn't even know about it. And when I went to go open up my business bank account, they said, oh, you have this debt from 2018 that you have to pay. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't have the money at the time. And I'm like, well, I need to do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I remember looking at one of my emails. And since COVID had happened, my bank account did this little, uh, uh, what is it called? Where you can you can draft money out the bank, but you have to pay it back within a certain amount of time. So that was that. Like they said, I could overdraft. Yeah, they said I could overdraft like uh, $1,000. And I just had to pay it back by the next 30 days. I had no clue of that. I was just, maybe it was an option or not. I walk outside the back of my house and I see a monopoly card, and it was a chance card. And I'm like, I picked it up. I'm like, chance, chance. All right. So is there something I need to chance? And then I, the pieces just hit. It was like, listen, you need to open up this business and you need this business bank account maybe this is the chance that you need to take. I go into the bank. I tell them, they like, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't, we have no clue. I'm like, well, I got this email from corporate. So I showed them that. They was like, well, we have to honor it. And so like, they did it. I paid off my, my bank account. And then I was able to open up my business bank account for my business. The the timeline when I had to pay the money back came. I did not have the money. I didn't get charged no overdraft fee or anything. I don't know what happened. I don't know why they didn't charge me or anything. And I end up um, selling selling uh, end up booking a couple Zoom meetings and stuff. And I end up being able to pay everything off without incurring any
0: overdraft fees. Woo! There it is, dude, that's such a perfect example of, you don't know what's going to happen, but you were like, you know what, it's going to work out. And it's just another piece of evidence that you, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is on your side, and it's here to guide you. And then once you took that higher perspective and you said, I'm going to trust. Yeah. There it is.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to feel like every moment is almost like a buzzer beater moment. And the only thing that you have to do is take the shot. Now, some shots you may miss, some shots you you may hit. But even if you miss those shots, those missed shots works out in your favor. The only thing that don't work out in your favor is if you don't take the shot.
0: That's like somebody write that down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody write that down somewhere. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> no, it's like, yeah. I mean, you got to take the shot. You got to take the shot. Because if you don't take the shot, you're not a. There's no way it's gonna happen. Uh huh. And you're I right? feel
1: like that's how you. That's how you get out of the flow. Is if you don't take the shot.
0: So sometimes that even might look like people might say no to you, like you talked about. People might say no. And you're still taking shots. You're not like, all right, guess I'm done. Guess I'm done. Like, that's it, folks. No, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna stay in. I'm gonna stay in this game and I'm gonna keep playing. And it's gonna work out. I don't know how. Take another couple shots and boom. Everything happens. And I think that's such an important thing to realize is that sometimes you just gotta gotta go for it. I mean, that's been like my life, dude. I left uh my, I was living with my mom about a couple of years ago and I left because she had some major issues and it was not necessarily a really good environment. And it wasn't just for me, my uh, partner, Jesse, it just, she came to live with me for, because she said it was okay, but then it ended up not being okay. And it was just, she was just getting real. Ugh. So I was like, we got to move. We got to move. Don't know how, don't know where we just left. We just left. And, um, and then we ended up being like, well, we can't get an RV because we don't have, we had the credit, yeah, but we couldn't get an RV because we uh, didn't have two years back taxes for a self-employed person, which is kind of ridiculous to me, uh, but is what it is. We ended up getting a rooftop tent. We lived in a rooftop tent for nine months, and then, you know, things happened again, and then we, I had to go live with my dad for a while, and... I just trusted that it was going to work out. And it wasn't necessarily like optimal all the time, but it's getting to a point where I can see that I needed to take this journey in order to really understand myself and to reach my potential. Because if I wasn't pushed, then I would never really have gotten to the point where I am now, where I feel like I can help an incredible amount more people. I feel so much more aligned. I feel So much more whole than I did because I've been throughout the entire time contemplating self-inquiry and realizing what I've been holding on to and letting it go to the point where now I'm resilient. And uh, I really wasn't like that before to where I could just have things happen and you're not worried about it. You're not like, oh, it's not going to work out. You know, you have those moments, of course. Sometimes you might. But for the majority of the time, I'm like, you know what, we're just going to keep going. And I don't know where that is, but that's like kind of my motto now. It's just like keep going i'm I'm just gonna keep going, and as I do that, it ends up working out and I said this the other day it might it might be close it might be real close to where it doesn't work out, but it does like it's like right there, but it still does you know uh-huh
1: I know exactly what you mean that's literally literally my entire life when I told you um i I said that i I couldn't work at these jobs like this. It's been literally, I graduated in 2011 and 11 years. It's like, I had, I've been trying to find myself, been trying to find myself working at all these jobs. Like I couldn't keep a job for more than a year and a half because either it wasn't resonating with me to the point where I literally had to leave or I would end up getting fired. And that, and that does build resilience, because it's just like, you know what? I, I had this this epiphany. It was like, yo, I've been doing this this whole time, and I'm still here.
0: <laughs> still alive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> still alive in this bitch, even though my mind is like, you're not. I am. Psych. Right. That's what it's like. That's what it feels like. It feels like your mind's trying to tell you, well, yeah, that's it, folks. You're done now. But it's like, no, we're just getting started. We really are and then you realize after you continually do this it's, it's not always like that that there is you will have that moment where i don't know you, you might have had the moment when you're opening up your new shop here where you're like yeah all right like this is it like not it isn't the ultimate it but it's like it paid off it does pay off in the end and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's going to but it pays off twofold it pays off physically and then also mentally and spiritually where you have that elevation through the catalyst of life continually it feels sometimes grueling especially on this planet right now and especially not knowing you know we all like you said earlier, we all come in the same way with no idea what in the hell is happening here and uh we're all just trying to figure it out and that's kind of how i have a, a level of compassion for others because they're just trying to figure it out too and you know, I, I've if I figured it out, or at least some of it, because I'm never going to figure it all out. It's infinity; it, it can't be. But um, you know, as I as I go through life, I, I kind of realize that, and I uh, give people that break because, and people that might, you know, because you post online a lot, people comment things, people, you know, guy judging you earlier. It's like he's just trying to figure it out. He might be in pride; he might think he's right, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he is. But he, if he wants to have that perspective, whatever. I know who I am too. And you just, you sit with that. And then I think one of, the, one of the beginning things is, how do you figure out, like for you, when you were in that earlier process of like, how do I figure out what I am? Or somebody that's struggling with that. Cause I've, I meet a lot of people that don't know who they are. What are some things that you kind of did or you felt into, you contemplated to get to that position?
1: Well, um, <clears throat> So I've been on this journey for a while. And up until last year, I didn't even realize that I, I had to go deeper. So like, I ended up getting into real estate, maybe I think it was like two years ago, I quit last April. And I was thinking I was finding myself all up until getting into real estate. And I got into real estate. And then I really realized that I completely lost myself. That was like the bottom of the barrel for me, without me even realizing it. The people that I worked with with real estate, I love them to death. I like we're still so cool. Like they're like family to me. But just being in real estate itself was so completely outside of who I was that it completely broke me. Like, I didn't even realize that. So. One of the things I ended up doing was booking like a three-day silent retreat and in New Mexico. And I went there, not really knowing that that was a whole journey. So getting there, I was supposed to get there um, on the Friday, it was like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, I end up missing my flight and I end up having to fly standby. Upon trying to fly standby, I end up getting on a plane, but instead of going straight to New Mexico from Chicago, we had to have a layover in Texas. So going to Texas, there ended up being a a, uh, thunderstorm. So we had to fly in the air for like three hours and then the airplane ended up running out of gas. So we had to actually go to Oklahoma to go and uh, fill up there whole time I'm like I'm trying to make it to my three day retreat because this is so important so get to Oklahoma the tank that they come out to fill the 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 plane up doesn't have gas so then they have to go and get another tank to go fill up the plane and then we hop back in the air just to go back to Texas and then once we get into Texas for our layover to go to New Mexico uh there's another delays because of the rain, so out of that whole trip, I was supposed to be there at nine in the morning. I didn't get to New Mexico till three o'clock in the morning, and once I got there, it was in this place called Ghost Ranch, so I had to drive two hours just to get there. so that was a whole journey within itself about who am I because I was by myself, I didn't know what to do, what was going on, but I had to stay positive and had to really dig deep and say, hey, all of this is for a reason. So at the end of the the, uh, the, the airport in New Mexico, as I was leaving, I'm like, okay, let me go to the bathroom right uh, right quick. I go to this one journal, and right there is this Jordan Peterson book, 12 Steps to Something About Chaos in Life. And like, at the end of that, I was just like, how ironic all of this chaos that happened today for me to end up here. And I was like, I guess this must be the end of the journey. And one thing that helped me discover who I am is like, I started listening to myself. I started listening to these, I wouldn't call them Well, I would say, weird, because it may seem to weird to other people. But like, those little coincidences, like I'm doing all of that, and then I see the 12th chaos things whatever that book was named and it's like it's 12
0: rules for life or something like that by jordan peterson is that you're talking about yeah
1: something like that and talk about like the chaos we go through or whatever and it's those little moments that just i i hold dear to those little things because they're so subtle that you can easily overlook them but all of this energy that we're dealing with this spiritual energy is all subtle so like when i get these little subtle coincidences I play on those wholeheartedly.
0: You just keep going. Yeah. Right, no matter what, it's just, you know, it might suck sometimes, but then you realize that's a perspective. Yeah. It it doesn't have to.
1: So I watch anime too. Like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm a big anime fan and it teaches me so much. So this one thing that's been sticking with me lately is the show, are you familiar with anime at all?
0: Kind of. What show is it?
1: <laughs> it's Demon Slayer.
0: I haven't. No, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, so
1: it's Demon Slayer. It's the second season. I'm a butcher up the Hashira name. Hashira is like one of the top fighters. He's fighting this demon. His name is Tengen. And he's fighting the demon, and the demon ends up poisoning him and, his, and cutting his arm off. He's on the ground laid out. And for the show, you think he's dead. Like, it's over. So at the moment the demon's about to kill the main character, he comes up and blocks him. And he's he's does his stance and he's about to go fight the demon. He's like, "I figured it out. I figured it out. I perfected my sound technique." And from there they go and fight the demon and they end up killing him. And I'm like, "Oh, it clicked." The stress in your life is like a fire. And a fire can burn, well, a fire does burn and it does hurt, but a fire can mold and a fire can forge, like the sharpest blades is forged in the fire. And when wildfire hits ecosystems and, like wild, and, and wildlife, once the fire is done, new life emerges. So I'm looking at all the stress in life, like little fires, fires to purify yourself. So like even the guy that judged me, the religious guy that judged me, it's like, okay, I can have that on my head. I needed this because this is just an opportunity to purify myself. And then once I'm purified by this, this little fire, now I'm good, now I'm golden. I can forge myself to be as sharp as I need to be. So like when the, the levels get deeper, the levels get bigger, the fires get bigger, Oh, this is a lot of firepower. It may take a lot of mental power to forge myself, but I'm here. I'm here in this moment, so I have to take this as an opportunity. And then going back to what I'm saying about we just going to keep reliving life and keep reincarnating until we ultimately evolve into where we don't have to anymore. If I run from this situation, I'm just going to face this situation at a later time. So the fact that this situation is here right now, I must have the mental capacity to overcome this.
0: Wow. And so it is. There it is. I can't even. That's a, Let's drop that. Let's drop that mic right there. That's that's wow. I don't. Yeah, that's a that's beautiful, man. That's really profound. I'm going to have to sit with that one. So, I've got one more question for you. So, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's imagine that, you know, you really like that, you, you like that silent retreat so much and one day you just decide, you know what? I kind of want to go on a silent retreat for the rest of my life. Let's just say that that's hypothetically what you decide. Now, there's one last message that you have to give to the world before you go on a silent retreat for the rest of your life. What do you think you would really it could be anything. It could be short, it could be long, it can be medium. What is what is the message that you would tell people? But it could be about anything. Anything that you want. And if you got to sit hey, with it for a second think about it. I,
1: I I got it. Nature. Nature. We are we are nature is above us before we do anything in this world, we have to align ourselves with the flows of nature. Understand that the way your body operates, the way your body moves is in accordance to nature. The only difference is your consciousness has taken you away from thinking that you are in alignment with it. But the fact that you got that free will to choose not to be in alignment with nature, you can also take that free will to choose to get back in alignment with nature. And once you do that, once you start taking that journey, you're going to start discovering parts about yourself that you didn't even think was possible. You're going to start discovering connections with yourself and with nature that you didn't even think was real to this point where you're going to look at this reality and you're going to be like, what was I? Who was I 10 years ago? And what the hell was I thinking? Just tune yourself into reality, not reality, but tune yourself into nature study it be quiet sometimes and just watch the animals around you watch the trees feel the breeze of the the wind go touch water and just let your body just sit there and resonate with it and then become subtle within yourself so your your inner self can start speaking to you so those little subtle voices that saying oh I feel like I'm water. I feel like I can flow like water. I feel like fire. I feel like I'm grounded like the earth. Start harnessing that because that is the true nature of who we are. And once we do that, we're in alignment. You're in alignment physically because your physical body is made up of the same elements of nature. You align mentally because you know how to process things the way of nature because nature is always persistent. Nature is... Nature outdoes everything. We are made for endurance. That's why we're never born and we can never die. We are endurance, the same as nature, just a line. That's what I would say.
0: (laughs) Incredible. Incredible stuff. Let's go, man. All right. Excellent. Thank you again for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us today. Where can people find you and what do you got going on?
1: So I'm in the process of. Open up my own academy called the i Overview Academy, where I give you the tools to develop yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. Like the first course that's going to be available within a month is a memory course, because think about it. If you had your memory, now you can remember who you are. You don't have to be knocked out of these old situations that bring up and like, oh, who am I? You remember who you are because you have your memory, and you have a soul memory too. And you can tap into that and remember your true nature. And you can find me on TikTok at Captain Lossalys, Instagram Captain list, and you can go to the IFOverview.com and find me there.
0: All right. And by the time this comes out, that should, if it comes out in a month, this is going to air in about a month. So. Go check it out. I'll put the link in the description. You can check out all of his work and, um, and then I'll do it. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks for hanging with us here on the university game podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, all you got to do if you're on YouTube is consider subscribing, drop a comment. Let me know what you thought of this episode. If you're on Spotify or Apple podcasts, if you don't mind just hitting that five-star rating, that would be of immense value to me. And it means so much. Other than that, what allowed this podcast to be ad-free is my book, Ten Secrets of Awakening, which links science, spirituality, consciousness, self-realization, quantum mechanics, reincarnation, and so much more. If any of those topics interest you, I really think this book will be highly, highly of value to you. Anyways, thanks again for listening. I'll see you on the next podcast. And until then, peace.